Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by one of the big success stories of last season and returning wanderer, Der Kultrank, Peter Schallet. Carlos and Chris also joined us to ask some questions to Peter. You can follow us as always on Instagram and on Facebook. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. This week we are joined by Peter Schala. Peter was one of the standout players from the Wanderers' um, inaugural season. Uh, unfortunately, he had to leave halfway through to go back up to Cape Breton. He's known as the East Coast Kaiser and the German Fridge. Uh, how's it going, Peter? How are you, man? Good. Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's happy to be back. Happy to be back in the in the Halifax Rona, you know. We're, we're definitely glad to have you back. To be <laughs> we were a little bit worried there for a while. So we have with us on the line as well, we've got Carlos, Denton, and Chris. How's it going, lad? Not too bad. How you doing? Good, good. Um, so, how you doing, brother? Good, good. So how, how did you end up, uh, how did a guy from Germany end up playing for Cape Breton, Peter? Um, it was quite random, to be honest. I had a, a friend, Joel Ekarayenza. He played for Cape Breton as well. Um, he was my high school buddy, so we graduated together from high school. And he was in touch with a Canadian agent that got him over to Cape Breton because he knew Dino Molly, the head coach up at, at CBU. So that's how he ended up there. And um, he was there for a year and he told me all about it. We stayed in touch. And um, Dino was looking for another, for another center back. So Joel told him about me and then he just texted me one, one morning. I woke up to a text from him and I thought, Okay, I'll, I'll I'll listen to him. I'll see what he says, and he sold it to me. So I, I made the decision to to come over here. So was it like, did he see a video of you or something like that, or do you just go on your friend's recommendation? Uh, he actually never saw a video of me. That like usually doesn't do it. <laughs> he uh, yeah, he just went off the recommendation from our friend, and obviously like he could see where where I played at the youth level in Germany, and I played at a pretty decent level I played junior Bundesliga so that gave him some some sort of, of assurance yeah and that was that that's crazy that's uh Jesus wish I had friends like that man <laughs> <laughs> um Car- Carlos is like the, your biggest fan ever so I'm gonna let him ask the first question from the lads way you go Carlos okay um Peter um your dad worked for uh for a team, um, I think it was uh, Cologne or Frankfurt. One of those, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, yeah, I found that because last time we were talking with Corey, and I found that you two guys have very similar stories about it. Because like Corey's dad was a player, your dad was involved into football. So yeah, now, yeah. like both of you guys play for K Breton and selected for the U Sports Team of the Year. So. Kind of like similar achievements. Now mm-hmm. you guys are teammates. 
So my question goes mostly because I would like to know uh, how was just like growing up, you know, in that full environment, because you start playing since you were a kid, but how was kind of like at home, like your dad was kind of like a mentor for you, uh, giving you advice, like uh, who you are with the right people, etc. How was that growing up? Well, it was, it was amazing. You know, um, I just always was surrounded by football. Like you said, my dad worked for Eintracht Frankfurt and, um, I think I, I was maybe like three months old when I when I went to the first Bundesliga match and I've been there constantly. I've I remember I have like lots of pictures with the the old professionals from from Frankfurt because my dad knew them obviously. So I was just surrounded by football all the time. Yeah, whenever I needed advice, my dad was there. He drove with me to every game. My mom was there as well. Uh, every practice, he was there. So yeah, definitely helped a lot. But it's it was it was never like they they put me under any any kind of pressure or something. I always wanted to do it. I loved the sport, and and they just supported me in, in uh, yeah every every way they could. Yeah, so uh, I guess based off of that, brother, your your youth history, your father worked for Frankfurt, but you played for Cologne yourself. Um, did you have a lot of the attributes of your game currently from that time growing up, or did your game develop later than that? It actually developed later. So. Well, I, I didn't grow up in Frankfurt. I grew up uh, further west, and there's like a smaller club called Eintracht Trier. Uh, that's where I was okay. playing for, for a couple of years. So before I headed to Cologne, that was the next bigger step for me. I went to Cologne by myself, uh, moved out of okay. my parents' house. And uh, yeah, I was still young. I wasn't I wasn't the tallest player on the team. Like I was pretty average, to be fair. Um was playing center back at the time. Yeah, I wasn't as strong as I was now, like... You know, like all those those attributes I have about my game now, it's mostly physical and, and being strong in the air and, and being a leader. I think uh, that all came later when I was like 17, 18, especially at CBU. I've learned a lot about the leadership as well. Yeah, back then it wasn't... Now I'm, I think I quite changed as a, as a player fairly late. Kind of the thing that I was telling a lot of people watching you when you were playing for Cape Breton, it was a kind of a different style of football. So it's kind of interesting this to hear that you were a center back for your whole career was that more so by choice or was it a coach that kind of recognized your skills at a young age and kind of put you there um that happened just before i went to uh, like I, I made the, the the change to cologne and the season before okay. that i was still playing i was still playing striker actually so oh, okay. striker until, until i was 14 15 and then there was a new coach and he said um i think you you'd make a good defender you know he was kind of smart. Yeah, he was, I think he was right. And uh, yeah, the, the the change to Cologne came after that. I mean, they were one of the best best uh, youth academies in Germany at the time. Yeah, and there I played center half. I think under 19s, I, I played a couple of games um, on the six as well, like holding mid. Yeah, just turned to to center back full time. <laughs> So does does having that history as a striker, I know a lot of people, most famously off the top of my head, Rio Ferdinand, they grow up as a striker and then convert to a defender. Was that, that background as a striker, did that help you as a defender, kind of knowing what to look for in a striker, having had the mannerisms growing up? I think it helps, yeah. I think you can maybe um, maybe have an idea, like maybe have a, a better prediction of what the striker is going to try and do. I mean, if you if you play as a striker yourself, you know what you don't like, what what the defender does, what what really bothers you, what what puts you off. So um, yeah. I think I definitely think it helps. Um, I've like been in that situation that I've, that I've been a striker. 
until I was like 15. What are the big differences you find between Canadian and uh, German football? Um, it's hard to say, honestly, because I've been in Canada for, for four years now and, and I kind of forgot how, like, I never played in Germany again, <laughs> right? So, what definitely, it's definitely athleticism has a, is, is much, much stronger and bigger to the game here. But um, I feel like tactically and technically, it's it's still better in Germany. I mean, if you, if you go to that level, obviously. But uh, I think there's a bit of a difference, you know. I think it's very, very, um, it's very fast here, the football in Canada. I mean, we, we played a lot of long balls last year, obviously. But um, yeah, I think I would rather compare to England uh, than to Germany. I feel like Germany is a bit of a mix between like England and, and Spain. So there's some technical, some some tactical attributes to the game for sure and i think uh it's a little bit less here but no i enjoy it i enjoy it for sure do you think that's why uh corey has adapted so quickly to canadian football yeah i think so i mean i've seen him come in coming in cape breton and we we were rookies the same year so we came in together and uh even there i, I could see him adjust much quicker because we had an english coach as well and uh, I feel like it took me a while, maybe the, the first season, it just took me a while to figure out what, what he actually wanted and what the kind of style here here is. Yeah, after that, I think I adapted fairly well. And I think now that the, the game we play in Canada or maybe even England um, suits me better than, than the German the German football. Um, so obviously, like Dino's the, the head honcho up in Cape Breton. What, how how good is he as a coach? Is he like like is he a great like tactician or is he a great man man motivator? Like what's 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 the best thing about Dino himself? Oh, the best thing is definitely is his man management. He just he's just so good at putting confidence in, into every single single player on the on the squad. It's it's amazing. I've never seen something like this before. I have such a good relationship with him, and he's been a great mentor. I mean, he also knows tactical tactical points to the game obviously we have to work on on the whole spectrum but uh yeah what he does really well is like managing his players and yeah making us believe in ourselves he's really good at that nice nice um i had somebody on the show there a couple of weeks ago is an irish guy who's going to be playing up in cape Breton next year for the, the the for cbu um do you have any advice for him of what to expect well, it's definitely going to be a, a, a change, you know. When I first came from, from Germany, I was like, Jesus, where, where did I end up now? <laughs> um, sure, but uh, I think you just have to be open and, and willing to adapt to it because um, in the end, I really enjoyed my time at Cape Breton. And I think, uh, well, if he's from Ireland, he will definitely, you'll definitely fit into Dino's team, I imagine, and uh, his philosophy yeah, I mean, just just uh, yeah, enjoy your time there and then try to try to adapt as as quick as possible. Nice. Uh, his name's Kane Lynch, so uh, keep a keep an eye out for him. Yeah, I think I heard about um, him. Peter, uh, based on your last match, I think it was against Calgary. It was in August. I think that yep. was your last match, right? Uh, yeah. Um, before that, you were the player with most minutes on the pitch. Like you played. Mm-hmm. I think you were the player that it was just in every single lineup from the starting. That record, you only had like what, like two yellow cards for being a defender and two. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's kind of me. like to play with only two yellow cards almost a whole season. That's very impressive. I'm wondering, and this is a question for you. 
um, when you play, because your position as a defender sometimes demands you got to put like a technical foul or just like go. I've seen central defenders that have more yellow cards than you do. Yeah. Uh, your style is very clean uh, when you play as a defender. So I'm wondering if those qualities uh, were noticed by Coach Hart and he told you just to keep like a clean sheet in terms of yellow cards because it's a very difficult position, the one that you play. You got to be very safe. You got to give security to your team, especially to your goalkeepers. So is one of those aspects that you want to bring back this season? Are you trying to just like maybe adapt more stuff on your game, more styles, different? Um, I think I'll approach the season pretty pretty similarly to last year. Um, obviously, I'm, I'll try to, to keep my, my yellow card count as low as possible because it definitely helps. Um yeah, I've been always. I've I've never been a guy for a lot of cards. You know, even at university, I I never never was uh, suspended for any games, even like with card accumulation or something like this. Um, it's actually funny. Last year, when I think we played the first couple of games, and uh, the coaches came in the the change room and and asked the boys like, how many yellow cards did, did you have so far? Because they wanted to make a count, so they uh, they are aware of like who's who might be sitting out next game or who who could be. Um, suspended so he was asking me i said i don't have one and he was like nah you're lying to me like no i really i don't have he's like how how does that work your defender i don't know (laughs) no i guess uh it's just part of my game you know i i for sure and uh, i think it's it's, it has a lot lot to do with decision making because if you if you get the timing right you you can always go on the tackle and uh, you'll get the ball most likely or you maybe maybe hit the player but it's not going to be a bad foul but if the timing is not right, uh, you just have to defend the, the space. You know, you have to defend the ball and don't don't try to to, to tackle right away. And I think it's just uh, yeah, for me, it's just decision making basically, like when to when to go onto the tackle and when not to, and when when just try to try to use my body and and keep the player away from the from the box or wherever we are. It's really difficult to be a defender and play that clean the way that you do. Um, your teammates uh, ask you for any kind of advice, like I don't know when you were playing with uh, and did you with Duranley or or anybody that it was uh, pairing with you on the two center backs? Did they went for advice to you? Did they ask you like how I can improve? Uh, how do you keep it clean? What's your secret? Um, obviously, we have talked. Like no one, no one came up to me and was like Peter, you know, I, I need your advice or something. But obviously, me and Matthew were close. You know, we we played a lot of games together, so. Um, yeah, we talked about stuff like this and uh, sometimes he would ask me something like this or I, or I would ask him something like, um, what should I improve on or, or how, how how do you get the the back four to, to work better and to cover us better and we'll definitely have chats about all that. You're going to end up getting a red card in your first game, you know that? Don't you dare <laughs> think this man Anthony. I hope not. You took, you took, literally took the thought out of my head. Not I wasn't going to say it to put it out in the atmosphere, but there you go. Milk of wood, milk of wood. Uh, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of actually similar to Carlos's question, two questions. The first one is kind of step back to maybe your roots and, and coming up with Kate Breton. You, you just actually took the words out of my mouth that I was going to talk about in my question was timing. Yeah. You seem to have a knack for that tackle, actually getting your foot in first before the body. Um, was the tactical freedom that Dino gave you at CBU to to credit for that? Because I was I've been telling people that I haven't seen you play at CBU that you get forward a lot. You're more comfortable on the ball. 
was having that responsibility on in more spaces in the field the reason why you're a good tackler? Um, maybe that contributes to it. I mean, I definitely had more more freedom um, on Adino. I think that's that's obvious. That's noble as well because uh, the league is totally different. You know, here and on the Wanderers, we have we have guys who who uh, who know their roles and who exactly play their roles. And and I think Cape Breton, we had a couple of players who who had to step up and um, yeah, take some roles over as well at times um, when things got hard. Now, I definitely think that I have a good understanding overall like how to play uh, on on several positions. And I think that definitely helps because, I mean, I, I've play, played striker before. I've played uh, all the mid before. I've played right back, even left back at times. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, it definitely helps with learning how to, how to tackle and, and learning how to make the right decision in certain situations. And you were just talking about your, your partnership with Matthew underrated. As far as I was concerned, I think a lot of the, the, a lot of the real positives from that first half of the season, I think that a lot of people would agree with me was your guys's partnership. It was like peanut butter and jelly. Um, it seemed like when one got forward, the other sweeped really well. And it seemed like when one made a mistake, the other one cleaned up really well. Um, have you ever had a partnership like Matthew in your career? Or was that the first time where, chemistry really clicked like that it was definitely a great great partnership on and off the pitch um and i did definitely have a, a great partnership at cbu as well with you and bold um, ah, yes that's true that's true yeah he's an amazing guy great player i hope i hope to see him in the cpl as well he definitely has what it takes if he stays injury free he has been he has been a bit unlucky the last couple of years but he's a great guy we we really um yeah we work together very well as well so it's always been fun to play with him, obviously with Matthew as well. I think uh, I think it was great last season to have him next to me and probably also for him to, to have me next to him. So we just, uh, yeah, we got along really well. And I guess a follow-up to that one, now that Matthew is off to York, which is fantastic for him. We knew he was going to end up finding a home somewhere else if he wasn't coming back, but it's kind of cool that he's within the league. Um, who of the new crop of guys are you really looking forward to playing with? A couple of them have some reputations as well. You have Chris coming back too, who played a little bit of center back last year. Um, I know you guys haven't had a lot of time together. I know you've trained a little bit, but because of this whole coronavirus thing, have you been watching tape with your teammates? Do you guys kind of stay in contact over the last couple of weeks? Or is it something where you just have to wait until the ball gets rolling again? No, we definitely work on some tactical stuff. So we, we, we would, yeah, even with the coaches, we, we would have discussions online to about videos, uh, about what we're trying to do, what what we want to do when it comes to defending or attacking. So what the idea is going to be, what we try to implement once we're back on the pitch. So we definitely keep talking about stuff like this. And um, yeah, obviously we only had two weeks to, or not even, well, I think it was eight, eight training sessions or something we had to get to know each other a little better. Obviously, it's great to have Crystal back. I, I love the kid. He really put he puts it always out there when he's on the pitch. He leaves it all on the pitch. So I definitely enjoy playing with him. Um, Gems, he has a great pedigree, a lot of experience, really good center back, left footed. Um, I enjoy watching him train and, and and play with him as well. Yeah, I think uh, those two are definitely definitely good to have there as defenders. And um, well, Eric Santos, he's he's not in yet, so I can't really can't really tell. Yeah. He, he looked really good on the video. And uh, yeah, we have a couple of good fullbacks on either side. So it's going to be exciting. I think the defense is, is uh, 
yeah, we have, we have some some good players in there, so the competition is going to be very decent. Yeah, I, I really feel like they've uh, there's a lot of competition for every position this year, which is also going to make for a great team, I think. Definitely. Um, just uh, like last year, um, just before you took off to Cape Breton again, um, like the fans really took to you. Um, how did you find that? Was that overwhelming? Did you feed off it? Um, how did you find the fans' reaction to you? Oh, it was amazing. I got goosebumps all over my body after the after the game, you know. Um, I mean, it's been amazing all year for me, really. I I, I came here, I would I wasn't even sure if I was going to sign because uh, the draft is, like, if you get drafted, you're, you're not you're not automatically signed. You still have to fight for your spot. Um, and then how things turned out for me was obviously, um, yeah, I was amazed. And uh, the fans played a huge role in that. Um, you know, they when when we play here at home at the Wanderers Grounds, it gives me the, the extra edge to to put on the show and leave it all on the pitch when I hear the, the fans singing and, and shouting. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing. How they, how you guys had my back all year, and uh, yeah, it was like a bittersweet ending because I had to go, to go back and, and finish my degree. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that moment. It was amazing when I was playing the drum in front of the in front of the fans. So I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was actually just going to ask you that. Like, uh, how bittersweet was it to to leave during the season and head back up? I think it would have been. More better if if we if we were in a different position at the time because yeah no, we were out of cup no one really expected us to to do anything crazy in the league obviously it's it's much more fun to play in the CPL than in U Sports I don't <laughs> um, yeah I was definitely looking forward because to go back up as well because I have a great surrounding there some of my best friends I mentioned Dino he's a great guy and the rest of the coaching staff as well so um, yeah I, I definitely was looking forward to finish my degree and and get things done. And go back up. Yeah, I enjoyed. I mean, it's a whole different experience. It's a whole different lifestyle if you're here and you're actually a pro and um, you don't have to worry about school. All you do is football. So that was, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, the school part I was not really looking forward to, but I just had to get it done. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it's actually probably a good lead into Denton's question. Of course, he couldn't join us because of some technical issues, but he actually had a question for you, Peter. Um, now that you have the most famous MBA in the CPL, is there anything that you would like to do with it in the future? Or is your football direction kind of where you want to go with your career? I know you went up to get your degree not to put well, it to waste, but like, what's your best case <laughs> scenario, brother? Um, well, it's a BBA, though. Okay, it's okay. A BBA. I'm actually still working on it. Um, I'm just doing finishing my last couple of classes right okay, now. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely um, you know I was I was in, like I did a, a business major marketing definitely something I'm interested in, okay. um, but I I wanna I wanna try and pursue my football career for sure for as long as possible, and if that doesn't work out or if that comes to an end, I, I'll definitely wanna use that degree to to do something with it, but probably try and stay in in the football business. Maybe work for for a club, maybe even for Halifax at one point. I don't know where it's gonna, where it's going to take me, but um, yeah, I think uh, working with a club or or with a league or something that's definitely the, something that would would be interesting for me. And I also like the idea of going into coaching at some point. You're literally just going to take over the whole club, right? 
<laughs> Maybe. I'm not against uh, it. Yeah, I love I love the guys running the club, but I wouldn't be against it. Uh, Carlos has actually uh, he's got a new song lined up for you for next year, so you'll have to listen out for that. Okay. Uh, I'm just wondering, Peter, as a defender, who was the striker or the winger that was the hardest to keep on when you were on the field? Like in the CPL from last yeah. season. Um, honestly. Luis Pereira was like, in some training sessions. He was incredible, um, really hard to defend, even for me because he's very, very strong. And that's usually where I, where I win my win my battles, you know, with my strength. But he's so hard to push off the ball, and he will always turn you if you try to win it. So that was some. That was definitely someone who I really enjoyed defending because I, I, I could feel like how how I improve and I have like a good, a good battle. Um, from the other teams, remember Camargo? He was hard to defend because he's just—he's just completely opposite from me. You know, I'm—I'm I'm big, like I'm—I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not slow, but I'm obviously when I'm turning, when I'm running, I'm not the quickest and not as fast as him. So he does it really well. Um, I thought, and other than that, no, I think. Probably Camargo yeah, and, and Luis always enjoy playing against him for sure. And um, related to that question, um, in regards to your game, because you, 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 you're telling me that uh, when you were practicing with Luis Perea, you could tell you know, how you were improving. What uh, improvements do you think you can add to your game for this season? Uh, for this season, you know, definitely I, I, have to, I still have to get better on the ball. Decision-making, playing out the back, I think... Uh, yeah, I had some games where my where my passing was off a little bit. Sometimes the long balls. I mean, they're obviously balls that are more riskier than a ball into feet. But um, yeah, I think I can still improve on that. I don't really think it's my passing ability; it's just decision making as well. Um, and yeah, I, I can still probably talk a little more to my to my midfielders. You know, communication is is massive on the pitch, as, especially as a centre back because you're in the in the middle of the like you're in the, in the spine of the, the team, basically. And you have to direct your your midfielders. So uh, I think that's something I could do better. And maybe score some more goals of headers. I think uh, I could have done better on that one last year. Yeah, you did have a pretty good record at CBU um, off the top of my head. Was it 11 in 48 games or something like that? Um, Something like this, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> what's, it, what's it like having Omar and uh, Sissoko around? I know that you guys had a little bit of a rivalry in youth sports. You guys played <laughs> two national championships against each other, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, how is that dynamic kind of different? I don't know if there's anybody else on the team that you played with in university, but I know um, directly, at least, you guys have had some direct competition at the university level. So... Talk about that dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny, you know, because uh, when Corey and I, we, we, we met those two at the medicals, actually. And uh, <laughs> so that was the first time we've seen them. And all being teammates, obviously, it was quite funny. No, it's good. They're, they're great guys, you know. Um, lovely to have them on the team. Really good players as well. I really, really um, enjoyed seeing them train. And, uh, yeah, I think they add a lot to the team. Obviously, there was a big rivalry. I think they got the better of us two times. So, um, yeah, they have a little notch. No, but it's, I mean, it's its fine. You know, that's football. Yeah. One day you're your rivals, the next day you're teammates. And um, now we all get along great. 
And I mean, you were just talking about the, the, they got two on you, but the one you got on them was, I say to people all the time, one of the best soccer games I've ever watched in my entire life. Um, what was it like winning that national championship? I know you guys were well-decorated in AUS. I think you won every year, if I'm not mistaken. So, but, uh, you know, in, at, at the national sense, I think you got every medal too, gold, silver, bronze. I could be wrong, but what was that feeling like, that national championship, that fulfillment? Oh, it was amazing. This season was, um, it was something special because um, we played a decent regular season. I think, oh, we went unbeaten. Yeah, we went unbeaten that year. So we played a good season and we really, really... Um, yeah, no one really expected us to, to to win it because the year before we, we made it to nationals but lost in the semis. We, we weren't really like a high seed. We were like always top 10, but we weren't supposed to be the yeah, contenders really. Yeah, we had some some rookies who, who really teared apart that year. Corey was really strong. We had a good defense. So, yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it was so cold. Like, <laughs> I remember we were in Camelot. It was like, Minus 15 degrees or something. Yeah. I don't know. Jesus Christ. It was, it was crazy. I, I mean, Anthony, but, um, I'm not, not even going to cut you off, Peter. Anthony, like watching the game, you had goosebumps. And like I wasn't yeah. watching the game in person. I was watching it on a computer. It was just oh, wow. like you could see yeah. how like some of you guys had your turtlenecks up to your nose. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh, it was, it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> the weather was so bad. I remember that like heater standing next yeah. to the pitch. So like oh it was crazy yeah for me uh, it was it was quite an emotional game because um we were down 2-1 and i missed a huge chance i had to uh put it over the bar i should have i should have scored it and then max max rob scores a goal a couple minutes before the end we get into the into the penalty shootout and i was supposed like i was i took the first pen and um, missed it so like it just went up and down i went from uh oh, Fuck! I missed that chance, and then we score, and I was happy, and then I missed my penalty, and I was like, "Oh no!" I'm gonna... um, yeah, and then we won it in the end. Uh, keeper Ben, he made he made some great saves, and uh, yeah, after we won, it was just a uh, yeah amazing feeling. So they won it despite you, is what you're saying? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they, they won it. They won it. They won it despite you. You did everything you could to make them not win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I have well, I always, I always bring up the 2008 Champions League final. Like, Ronaldo missed that penalty and the famous shot of him at the end breaking down his yeah. ears because he thought that he was going to cost everything. And then you see John Terry slip on the other end and, yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> they, they, yeah. John, they were the sweetest of tears in John Terry cry, to be honest. Oh, that was the best. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you from this, this singing wanderer, Mike Campbell. Is there any other German players in new sports? And do you think that there's been any exposure of the CPL in Germany? Um, I know there's um, Jan Glasmacher. He, he was drafted now as well to Pacific. Yeah. I think he went second or third or something. I don't know him really well personally. I mean, I know him from social media and stuff. And I talked to him before because he was actually going to join us instead of uh, Cam Loops. Or like he was talking to coach as well. So coach got me in touch with him to, to talk to him. Uh, he made the decision to go to Cam Loops. So I know of him. He's another German in, in U Sports. And other than that, I'm not aware of of anyone, to be honest. Yeah, CPL in Germany, I'm I'm, I'm not quite sure. How, how many people have heard about it? I know that people are really into football, and and you know friends from from when from from Germany, from myself, they they've heard about it. 
uh, independently. And I actually had an article with Transfer Market oh. um, a couple of weeks ago. And they tra- like it was the international page from Transfermarkt, so it was on the international the 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 North American page, but they also translated it and put it on the German transfer market. So uh, I think that that co- probably caused some exposure as well. That's awesome. Uh, you sure. can put your um, you can put your marketing skills to uh, to the test there, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I just a quick follow up then. So do you sell a plane back in Germany someday or? You think that like North America is where you're gonna stick around? I'm not sure. I'm, but because I wasn't sure if I was coming back or not. Because uh, well, Halifax had to had to wait for a little bit because uh, there was some uncertainty about the international rules and whatnot. So I was I was looking for other options, and I looked at Germany as well. And um, yeah, I definitely think that there would be a chance for me to go back. But um, now, right now, I'm pretty happy here. I'm, I'm when. When I got the offer from Halifax, I literally jumped on it. And I was like, "That's what I want to do because I, f- I feel like this is this is where I want to be right now." So yeah, I'll just see how it goes next the next season, this season first, and then after we'll see we'll see where it takes me. But um, not so far. I feel comfortable in Halifax, and I like uh, North America, Canada especially. I think uh, people are amazing. The country is amazing. Um, so right now, I enjoy my time here. So nothing's pulling me back to Germany right now, really. Well, the, the league here might give you some exposure too, right? We've seen some people move to, back to Europe and we've seen some people go to the MLS. So um, the league yeah. might help you in that too. Um, Peter, um, at the beginning of the CPL last year, um, John Michael Williams, Shaqib and Elton were the captains. Tell us more about your experience the first time you were named captain of the team. What did it mean to you? How do you feel? It was definitely a, a, an honor for me, you know. Um, I didn't expect it at all because, um, yeah, we had three captains and, and I remember it was the day in our first game against Calgary. We played in Calgary and I thought, so Elton was injured. Elton was out injured. Shaqib was, was obviously out. And John, I don't know, I think he, he maybe hurt himself that in the last training session the day before the game or something. And we were in the hotel and the team talk and um, he, Stephen announced the, the starting 11. And I don't know, someone said, I think on the bus after, I, I don't remember who it was. Someone said there's none of the captains are in the starting lineup actually. So yeah, that's, that's when I kind of realized, oh, that could maybe be me because I thought that yeah, I know. I know that that Stephen, um, yeah, he he values my my leadership on and off the pitch. And uh, I think back then, for even though for my age, I've done a fairly good job in the first couple of games of the season. So I thought maybe he'll select me, and that's how it was in the end. And uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it. You know, um, I like to take leadership, and obviously it was it was great for me to see that that coach puts that that trust in me. Interesting. That actually leads into my question in a weird way. Um, your relationship with Steven and Derek last season. I know that you didn't have the, the the relationship to have the full calendar like the rest of the guys did. But mm-hmm. how how did you guys click and gel? Was it a instant relationship from the start, or was it something that didn't really finish up until the end? And maybe that was the reason why you wanted to come back. No, I think it, it was a good relationship just from from the beginning till the end throughout. You know, Steven is a very very good guy, very genuine. And uh, you can always talk to him. 
So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And um, I enjoy him as a coach a lot. He's really, really he, he knows so much about football and, you know, he always has a story for us or like an experience to share with us. And it's just amazing to listen to him. Just, uh, yeah. And, um, no, when I came in, he, he basically, um, you know, I, I was thinking I'm still on trial, but he basically treated me like, like I was signed already. So that took, that took a little pressure off me. Yeah. It kept, kept being a good relationship throughout the season. He put a lot of trust in me. You also see me hard work. So, yeah, I think it's just a mutually a, a good relationship. And I, you were just saying earlier, too, about how you could be interested in getting into coaching. Do you pick these guys' brains? I know that you had a great relationship with Dino and you say that your relationship with Steven is strong, too. Do Do you pick their brains right now, or is it something that you'll be depending on down the road when you're ready to actually start coaching? What do you mean with pick their brains? Like, like, like um, learn something from them? Yeah, like do you, do you, after a training session is over, do you do you kind of like go aside with your coach for 10, 15 minutes or are you the type of player that just kind of absorbs it in the session? No, I just, I usually just absorb it in the session and, and um, you know, I think I, I try, I try to do it at least, uh, you know, every day after a session, I try to like re, relive the session and, and think, well, think about what I've done well, what what the team has done well, maybe what what I should have done differently or improved on. So I really try to, um, yeah, surround myself with football and my thoughts with football, even when I'm not on the pitch, even when I could be watching Netflix or playing yeah. Xbox or something, you know. <laughs> I think that's a part of part of being a football player as well, that you really, um, yeah, you think about stuff. And, and, yeah, I think that's important. And obviously that way I also um, get to learn a about football a lot. Obviously, you were around the squad last year and this year. Uh, Million dollar question: How do you think we're going to do this year? I'm really excited for this year. We have a very strong squad. A very strong squad looks different than last year. I think we have some really exciting players. You know, Corey coming in, very exciting in training. Um, I think Joao looked really good so far. Obviously, having a midfielder like Louis Abu as well has been looking very strong. We still have. Andre Rock standing last year. So I think the most important thing is that we we are younger younger than last year and I, I feel hungrier. I, if, if I can put it that way, I just feel like the, the team is hungrier for to win and, and to yeah, prove people wrong because in the end we, we finished last last season. We just want to make sure that that, that doesn't happen again and want to compete at the, the highest level possible. And that's what I'm looking forward to and I think What's very important is that we have, like we said before, we have competition on it. That's the that's the most important ingredient for for a successful team because if if you don't if you can go go into a training session and you say okay, I know that I'm gonna play on Saturday anyways, you're not gonna put in 100% work. Um, yeah. If you have someone who's who's right behind you and who's who's there to to take the spot off you at any moment, you're gonna go in 100% prepared and ready into every training session every game and that makes a that makes a difference in my opinion at least obviously we can't wait for all this to be over so with the season starts so we can actually see yeah. you guys playing so um carlos did you want to ask your uh, world famous question well, of course that how do you know it was coming <laughs> uh, um, my favorite question <laughs> peter um what are your top three fullbacks top three fullbacks yes in the world um yes. In the world, it's definitely Marcelo. Um, top three fullbacks. 
Philip Lahm, and right now um, Hakimi from Dortmund. I really, I really oh, like him. Yeah. Is he's he's with Madrid though, isn't he? Yeah, he's on loan. He's on loan to Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, he's amazing. Oh, he's <laughs> rapid. He is rapid, and he's really good. I just enjoy watching him because he's so penetrative. I mean, they play in a three-five-two, I think, and he's that that yeah wing back. Um, so he gets to go forward a lot as well. It's just very very exciting player, I think. It's uh, it's crazy that Madrid can afford to let somebody like that just go out on loan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I think scary. after the season they're probably gonna gonna want him back. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned the guy that he's waiting for. I think they both play on the left. Him and Marcelo, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's right now. I think he's playing on the on the right side. You know, for Dortmund because he's in the attacking position. Probably. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I'm looking yeah. at it right now, as a matter of fact. Keep this on here, Anthony. <laughs> I'm cheating. I'm looking at my phone. That's all right, man. That's, it. That's allowed. What, what team do you actually follow in uh, Germany? Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh, nice. Oh, right from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're my, obviously, I like Cologne as well because I played for them. And uh, yeah, that's where most of my family lives now. So when I go home, I go to Cologne. And I actually live like right around the stadium. Um, so I like Cologne as well. I follow them. But uh, yeah, my heart's definitely with uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite players plays for them, uh, Andre Silva. So yeah, um, yeah, they're a great team. And what was your dad's role with the club? Um, he actually he started, I think, as like a, an intern when he was he was pretty young. You know, back then, the, even even Bundesliga clubs, I, I think they had like five or six employees, maybe. And he was an intern, wow. so. He helped a lot, like wherever they needed, they needed help, and then they realized that he's actually really good at doing the um, the marketing and ticketing part of of, of uh, things. So, uh, yeah, he, I think, maybe a year after after he went there as an intern, they hired him full time, and then he was with them for I think ten years or twelve years or something. Oh, wow! Yeah. That's great. Dream job. Yeah, it was the time when when JJ played for JJ Okocha played for Frankfurt. Uh JJ Okocha. Golden Flames. One of my favorite players, man. Bolton yeah. Wanderers legend. Yeah. You know, your father was involved in the sport, just like Corey's. Your guys' upbringings were very similar, like Carlos was mentioning before. Right to the point where you guys both went to play in Victoria um, a couple of years ago. What was that yeah. experience like when we were when we were asking Corey about it? I was actually surprised because I didn't know that Corey had played with them with you. What was the purpose of the move? What was the experience like? Was it just to keep active, or was it something that just kind of didn't fall through and the CPL came to fruition? Were you intended to go back until you got drafted? What was the what was the whole point of the Victoria trip, if you will? Honestly, it was so like I'd be coming here, but when I was in Germany, my like. I kind of put football aside a little bit before I came to Canada, and I was like, uh, I wasn't really because in Germany I didn't didn't really have the I didn't really feel like I have a chance to to make it far anymore. So I thought, okay, I'll just get my degree in Cape Breton and um, and play some football there. So I yeah. came and realized, okay, we actually have a decent team, and in the second year we we won the championship, and I mean that was the point where where everything changed again because uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed football again and I, I wanted to play it even more and then I realized look three three months a year like the season only goes from September till November 
that's not yeah. gonna make me better as a player. Like that's that's not gonna yeah bring me further in the game. So we as a group said, I think it was five of us that year. We said, okay, oh, wow. we we have to we have to see um we have to try and do something about uh yeah, have, about that because there there was the possibility for us to to play PDL. Obviously, CPL wasn't there yet. And Marcus Campanile, he was on the CBU team as well. He played PDL before. And Stuart Heath as well. He's played in Victoria even before, like a couple of years ago. And funny, funny was actually that this year they announced a new coach. Uh, like that year, we wanted, we we all went there. They announced a new coach. It was uh, Thomas Niendorf. He is German, and I've I met him in, in Germany once. Uh, super random because I lived with one of his players. He's an agent as well, and he he sent a Canadian to Cologne to play with us, and oh, wow. I lived with him. So he came to visit and we went for dinner. So I met him before. Yeah, and I emailed him and was, uh, basically told him what, what the whole situation was. And he got five of us. He got Charlie, Corey, Stu, Marcus, and, and myself. And we spent the summer there. And it was a good experience. Um, the season wasn't wasn't that good. We didn't didn't really uh, do that well. But um, it was definitely fun. It was just good being being in a football surrounding. Funny you say that because the youth sports structure, the Canadian Premier League, and hopefully everything that kind of branches out from it is going to give the kids that kind of finish their careers at a youth sports level another opportunity to continue playing, yeah. whether it's during the summer or when they're done playing school. And not necessarily the Canadian Premier League, but in five, ten years from now, you hope that there's at least some some feeder leagues or at least a more structured provincial system coast to coast where you'll have more kids in a situation like yours where they'll play for their school, but that summer they'll go play for a semi-professional club or something. Exactly. So you're setting a good example, my man. You're setting a good example. Appreciate it. <laughs> in Cape Breton, who do you think it's going to be the next rising stars? I know you play with Charlie Waters, with Corey. Is there another player that you think this guy's going to be really, really good? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I think Charlie is a star already in U Sports. He's, he's I think he rose already, and uh, yeah, you and is gonna be massive for us next year. He's gonna be the captain. Um, he's gonna be a leader. Um, so those guys are obviously established in the team already. But rising stars is for me definitely um, Isaiah Johnson, who's a rookie this year. He's eighteen. Um, played a huge role for us in midfield. He, he got also drafted by York. And um, yeah, I think he's going to be one of the best U-Sports players uh, coming up in the next couple of years. And also, not to forget, is Rain Lin. He played right. He played next to me last season as a, as a right um, back. Amazing player. Just not to cut you off, Peter. Amazing yeah. player. He is. Oh, he's something different. This guy, I, I really, really like this kid. Young as well. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's he's so confident, and you know he's that guy. He's off the pitch. He's uh, like you don't hear him. You don't see him a lot. He's he's very uh, quiet and calm. But off the pitch, uh, on the pitch, he's just a different animal. It's it's amazing. Yeah, he will be good for sure. Rain will be a very good player. They just have a conveyor belt of players coming through the system up there, don't they? Yeah, I think that's. Uh, that's one thing Dino and, and the coaching staff does really well. They the recruitment is uh, second to none. Yeah, I think uh, if they keep doing this, the program will be will be uh, really successful in the long run. 
Well, I mean, you guys were a big part of that too, Peter. I mean, whenever a, whenever a program wins a national championship, I know the football structure is different between Europe and Canada, but you've been over here long enough, I would suppose, to understand that when when a school wins a national championship or at least gets to that point, it exponentially uh, exposes the school where, where kids are going to want to go play for that school. Like now kids coast to coast are looking at CBU. Exactly. As as a football hotbed, and I mean, they were looking at it like that before. I think 2012 they made it to the national championship, <laughs> and I remember even people here in Halifax, it was a big deal. Anybody who was from Cape Breton or had family in Cape Breton, so like when you guys won a couple of years ago, you you developed and created a legacy, not even just for kids in Nova Scotia, but I yeah. think kids in Canada. It's just another program where excellence is the expectation. So do you know like? He's, he's always talked about that, that um, culture. He, he wants to build a culture. And he said since year one and last year, the, the year before as well, I actually realized what he was what he was trying to do and he, he built a culture in the changing room that was uh, yeah, amazing. It was really, really great experience about four years at CBU. Nice. Uh, I, I see you were named uh, MVP for last year. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's the team, team MVP. But honestly, that could have been so many players on the team. I mean, I'm honored, but... You know, there was Corey, Charlie. There's so many, so many players who played a huge role in this team. Um, it really doesn't come down to one. Congratulations, though. Don't be so Cheers. modest. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. Back-to-back AUS MVP, Peter Shallow. Come on, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Glad you're back, my man. I, the fans are excited. I'm excited. Mom's excited. Everybody's excited. I think if if there was one thing unanimously that we could all – bring back from last year it would have been another year with peter so hopefully we get the ball rolling soon brother yes, i hope so too i really appreciate you guys and uh yeah very happy to be back can't wait for the season to kick off i hope it's sooner than later awesome um so yeah so um thanks for hanging out thanks carlos thanks chris thank you guys um, thank you peter yeah thanks for having me appreciate it thank you to peter and to chris and carlos too for joining us this week it's great to hear that with peter this week and Corey last week Although they thought there was no other avenue for them in football, that they were able to find one here in Canada. It's really an inspiration for kids back home and here in Canada that there is a possibility for them to continue their careers. I hope everybody is doing okay through this hard time. If you need another sports podcast fix, check out the Armchair Commentary with our good friend Dave Smith. Don't forget to support local where you can and to wash those hands. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers.